just like my co-host from Texas. We're back! Oh, okay. Brilliant. Yeah. With a very special, what I'm going to call, emergency recording. Basically, yeah. Of what are we even doing? I am everyone's favorite pillar of toxic masculinity, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, being joined by my new from the Deep South. Texas is the Deep South, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your voice got real deep there. Uh, It's always been this way. Oh, my God. Do I talk (laughs) different? You've gone native. Being joined by... Uh, Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Arthur. (laughs) Damn right. Um, uh, Brayden. There we go, thank you. Otherwise known as Damien Deschamps. I actually liked how your voice actually did shift back there. That was was lovely. Um, Folks, we're here today to talk about WrestleMania... You genuinely have to help me on this. 38, 38, right? yes. Okay. Uh, which this is, this just is a series happened. of episodes. Yes. So I was going to leave it as a surprise, but screw it. I already started the sentence. You're right. Tomorrow there will also be an episode, which will be part two. Correct. Of this. Our first ever bonus episode. Well, we had the bonus for uh, Valentine's Day. Sure. Oh yeah, that's right. Our second ever bonus <laughs> episode. And it only took us a whole seat, uh, a whole a year, year yeah. to do another one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, tonight we're going to talk about night one of WrestleMania 38. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe that it's been 21 years since the best WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the subject of debate. I don't feel like it is, but we'll we'll come back to it. There might be a couple that I there's some I, great I, there, ones. There's, there'd be a couple after that that I could think of that mm-hmm. you could you could argue. But yeah. Like, I think we've, we've talked about several pretty fucking good ones on yeah. here. Um, yeah. And we have more of those coming later down the pipeline. Hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But before we go any further and I get our own continuity in the universe that we've created messed up, let's ring that bell. Ooh, there was a little, a little bit off. of a, yeah. yeah. But the, the important part is that the, yeah. like the big yeah, this snap. Is, this is a different shape of can. Uh, hmm. What flavor seltzer you got there? Well, you know what? Uh, as much as I want to make a joke, I'm actually drinking a Bud Light seltzer, the hard soda, the cherry cola, okay. so which is an unnecessarily long name for a beverage. Um, yeah, yeah. So, we got to talk about these. Okay. So, a couple weeks ago, our dear friend Cole Havens, mm-hmm. you can follow him on all forms of social media, at Coach Havens. Of review, review, podcast fame. Um, underneath, they're like a we're the parent company, right? For them. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, like we are Time Warner, and they are WCW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, now, while they're recording their little rinky dink show one week, one evening, uh, Mister Havens put out on his Snapchat story that he was drinking some of these Bud Light Seltzer hard sodas. Mm-hmm. I'm. Ernest Borgnine's Cocaine Soda, a sponsor of our show. Um, so I see this on his story, and I responded, and I go, because he, w- he was talking about how good they are. And I, I come back to him, and I go, hey, man, I don't like to argue, uh, like, tastes when it comes to alcohol, because I, it's yeah. so strongly subjective. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I go, what you're saying, it just can't be true. 
there's no fucking way. Yeah. He assured me. He's like, no, man, I swear to you, they're great. And I'm like, well, I don't think Cole would lie. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't know that he has good taste. So then I'm, my interest is piqued. Okay, I, I, I see. So a couple days after that, uh, me and the missus, we have us a little mini vacation over to the Quad Cities. Got to. Got to. Go to the casino, got a hotel room, reservations at a fancy restaurant. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some of these hard sodas, keep them in the hotel room. That'll be my booze in the room. Go to hy find a variety pack of them. Yes. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll dabble. And if they Let's suck, dabble. whatever, I'll throw them at Berna. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Get Don't drink ho- anything. Get to the hotel, get all checked in, get settled in and everything. About to go to the dinner. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try one of these. Cracked it open, took a sip. Because Cole assured me, he goes, they taste like soda. That was his selling point. They just taste like soda. Mm-hmm. I'm a soda guy. I'm a soda guy. Yeah. I'm a soda guy. I went I went four years without having soda. Woof. Yeah, I gave it up and was like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then uh, when they brought back Jolt for that, like, one glorious year that Jolt was back, I fell off the wagon hard. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get that Jolt. <laughs> I think, hey, you got any Jolt? I think you've had enough. I'll tell you when I've had enough. Um... So anyways, I crack this bad boy open, take a sip, and I go, oh my god. Meg's like, what? And I go, tastes like soda. The regular cola one, I think, it tastes like soda. It tastes like a, a lesser soda. It tastes like a, a, a Shasta, a Fanta, mm-hmm. a Bubba Cola from Save-A-Lot. Yeah. You, you know, a Sam's Choice, maybe. Yeah. But I was like, this tastes like soda. But 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 it doesn't taste like RC because although RC is not one of the main colas, I think it might be one of the best colas. It is, yeah. RC is very good. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I thought we were about to have RC slander. No, no, love I, I love yeah, RC. Yeah. I love RC. Cherry RC? You fuck with cherry RC? Yeah, I dabble. Yeah, I dabble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, took a sip of this thing though, and I was like, "Holy shit! It tastes like soda. This is incredible." Shared mm-hmm. it with me. She's like, "Yeah, it does. Slight aftertaste because of the booze, but I'm like, this is fantastic." I fucking housed one of these things. <laughs> and then I look down at it and I go, this is 5% alcohol. I'm going to be on my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. Uh, I love it. I love those. I love the, them. Yeah, this one, this is the uh, cherry cola. And it, it tastes like a cherry cola. I think the cola and the cherry cola are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, lime I haven't, fine. I haven't gotten into those ones yet. I have them in the fridge. I'm going to during the recording process here tonight. I have not... Uh, tried the orange one. See, that's one that I'm really Hesitant. interested in. Oh, okay, okay. Have we talked about orange soda on this? We've not, but we have. We just tried talked it. about having talked about things on this show prior before we started. We recording. did, we did. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've talked about it on the show. If we have, whatever. It we're we're. When I was a kid, loved orange soda. Yeah, I fucking loved or uh, Crush, Crush was my okay. orange soda of choice. Sunkissed was the. I'm, I was, I'm a sun-kissed guy. It was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think I only liked Crush better because it was like, that was what my grandparents had. Yeah. And so be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, dude, when I was a kid, if I was like, um, it, like if there was soda in the, the building and nobody was like monitoring what I was doing and being like, hey, you, you, one's good. I was like a fucking cartoon mouse to cheese on those <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. I'd just drink one and be like... Well, I'm still thirsty. And just... <laughs> and it was like... So there was um, diabetes in my family on both sides. 
And Ooh. so then when I was like uh, 13, 14, somewhere in there, uh, my dad was like, are, are you baby diabetic? And I'm like, a kid. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you're thirsty all the time. You really like soda. So, like, they got me tested. I'm not, thankfully. Okay. But, like, at now looking back, I'm like, no, that I was 13. I just liked sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you're fresh back into town. Yeah. You had a good trip? I did. I did. Good. Tell us about it. Give um, us some details. I didn't do a whole lot. There was some stuff at the beginning and the end. Nothing in mm-hmm. the middle, really. Right. Um, so, we had the Thursday, mm-hmm. the day after we landed, we uh, showed up and helped out with GCW. Dope. Did a couple of shows with them. We were gone for like 12 hours, mm-hmm. and then we went back and passed out, and then we had Zawa the next day. Yeah. So then we left for that and did that. We were out late, because I went with uh, Cole to hang out, mm-hmm. and then I got back late, and the next day I was like, guys, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. Because you, you were there for like four or five days total, weren't you? Yeah, we have like we had like... We, we left on Wednesday, flew out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we flew back on Tuesday. Right. So, six, yeah. Six, six days, days yeah. yeah. Um, so, Dakota and Kat went to more shows, and yeah. I stayed behind. And then on the last day, we... Uh, actually, I'll talk about... We, we tried some of the food places that they have there. Okay, so did you do Whataburger? I did. So... I, I cannot wait to get your opinion on this, but I, I just want to like throw mine out there before I before okay. I turn the table over to you, so to speak. I've been to Texas once in my life. I did uh, booking there in, I believe it was 2011. It may have been 2010. Okay. Uh, me and Carlo went down for Anarchy Championship Wrestling, which was partnered with what is now St. Louis Anarchy. Okay. Um, an eternal drive to get there. Uh, the show that we were on had... So many fucking wrestlers booked. It mm-hmm. was like every indie trope that you could possibly ask for. I was lucky in that I was in a singles match with a uh, friend, Evangelistico. Okay. I remember we had a very good match. The only thing specifically from the match I remember is I did a top rope. I'm talking, we're both on the top rope. Um, F- Falcon Arrow. But did it to where I'm going, like I'm going to superplex him. And in midair, I turn and sit out. Jesus. And and did it, and we did it perfectly. I don't remember anything else after about that match, but I remember we did that like it was another day at the office. And now I cannot fathom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be insane. Uh, it was at, but, and here's the thing. I wish I had footage of it because it was genuinely perfect. It's one of the best spots I've ever done in my life. Wow, um, I love that. But, uh, so, uh, me and my friends were there. That was the first time I ever had Jack in the Box was on this trip. So my, Ooh, okay. my, my addiction started there. But we did have Whataburger. Because it, even then, you know, a decade plus ago, it was so hyped and lauded and whatever else. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had it, and I gotta tell you, I, it must not have been anything, because I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I know we were there. I know I ate the food from there. I don't remember disliking it. I do not remember liking it. Okay. Now. So, I... Okay, so, I can't really say whether or not I really like 
Whataburger or not. Okay. Because the only thing I got was a freaking buffalo chicken ranch sandwich because I had that the first time because it sound, sounded so good. Yeah. And when I went when we went the second time, I didn't get it anything different. <laughs> well, that's but I mean that's enough to like judge. An yeah, I can't judge the burger. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Now I follow you. Um, the chicken that that sandwich, sandwich rules. Yeah, dude, it's so good. I know I had a burger, so maybe that's that's part of it. Maybe I poor I chose poorly. I do remember the fries being fine. Yeah. Um, but that sandwich, man, it was so yeah. good. Because I mean, we we've had diatribes on this show about fast food places, so I was curious when you because I knew that you had tried it out. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if this adds more to that. But okay, just a solid chicken sandwich, though. Solid chicken sandwich, I love good, it. Good. Where would you rank it on your chicken sandwich poll? See, I'm not a huge chicken sandwich guy. Interesting, but that one really sounded good. Hmm. Um, I don't know, I'm fried or grilled? Grilled. I, wait, fried. Yeah, fried. fried. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, fried. a good fried chicken sandwich is satisfying as fuck. Oh, it's so good. That's why I got it the second time. Um, <laughs> I also tried, I know it's not like just specifically to Texas, Right. Um, I tried um, Waffle House for the first time. Oh, now, really? Okay. Yeah. Now this is speaking from a mind who was absolutely planetary when I went. Okay. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, like I've had hilarious experiences at Waffle House. See, I've always told, I've always been told that um, you go for the experience. Yeah, my experience wasn't super crazy, right? Um, but the food—I don't know if the dude just knew what he was doing. Like having worked in the restaurant <laughs> industry as long as I have, I feel like that vibe of of Waffle House about like, oh man, it's the experience, whatever. I kind of just think that the, the the marketing team was like. Wow, a lot of the employees at a lot of our locations are shit. Why don't we lean into that? Whereas, like, every other yeah, chain yeah. ever denies it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I'm i glad you it enjoyed it. It was it was high food. Have you I'll ever, tell oh, you that much. Like, oh, that's, yeah. That's like, why I enjoyed it. I don't know. I can't speak on sober me. No, no, and you're not going to want to. Like, yeah, I, yeah. The last time that I was at a Waffle House, got a recurring theme on this episode. Evan Jalisco was there. I was drunk with a capital D and a capital K. Oh, gosh. Um, but it was me, Evan Jalisco, Pierre Habernathy, and Pocket Volcano. Mm. And when I tell you I was in the cans, I was in, like, the, the boxes at that point. Oh, it was, no, it was a dude. mess. And uh, Waffle House was operating at maximum Waffle and maximum House that night. Like, hot damn. Like, it was something. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Also, an old theme returns. I go to an establishment and don't get the signature thing. I didn't get a waffle at Waffle House. Oh, nobody gets the waffles. Uh, (laughs) Never get the waffles. Uh, Didn't get a burger at Whataburger. Didn't get a waffle at Waffle House. Have you ever heard of Huddle House? No. Uh, maybe. There, I feel like there is one on 57. I'm pretty sure we pass it every time we go to St. Louis because I know there's one between here and there on one of the routes. Um, Huddle House, as unbelievable as this is going to sound, is like the Kmart to Waffle House's target. So I feel like you don't go to Huddle House unless you have a gun in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I love that. Uh, 
Um, but uh, go on. So, uh, last day of the trip, we. How the hell did this open? I was struggling with this container. Guys, he's been like tearing at this Tylenol container since before we started recording, <laughs> and I just was like messing around. Like, how did? How did it come up? Okay, whatever. Um, I got the Tylenol open. Well, that's a plus. So my headache will go away. Eventually. Um, last day of the trip. Last day of the trip, uh, we went to the National Video Game Museum. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. That was looks so very... Dope. It did... That, let me try that again. Sorry, my, my Hopkinsism was acting up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all suffer from it sometimes. It's just, yeah, I saw that in your story. That, that did look... Uh, that looked interesting. There was some yeah. fun shit there. There was some some awesome stuff. Like they had a panor- I took a panorama of literally they had a wall of all major game consoles yeah. um, spanning the decades and such. That would so it started at the Magnavox Odyssey. And like yeah, and then now was the Atari Odyssey. in there? Yeah, Good. Atari twenty six hundred fifty. My, 5800, my earliest memory of anything video game related is watching my parents play an Atari. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I should have made this joke to Dakota, and I didn't. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just busy when I'm like rapidly going through people's Snapchat stories. Yeah. But he had uh, posted a picture of like a gold Halo 2 case that had a bunch of autographs on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to respond and just say, ah, yes, the last good video game. Uh, <laughs> God, I would, I would, I'd hit you. Um, uh, but uh, which I think that even Halo fans would say that's not even like the best Halo game. <laughs> yeah, Halo Three and Halo Reach are pretty good. Yeah, I think I played Three a little bit. See, I never played the story back then. I was into the Forge world, and okay, just fucking around. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, anyway, they had like. They had, at the end of the wall, they had um, PS3, Xbox 360, and mm. Nintendo Wii Yeah, on the board, and I was like, that's what I grew up with. Am I old? Dude, I remember when the Wii came out, and like the whole Unreal thing, like, it was weird because like the marketing around it was crazy, because mm-hmm. they, like, maybe they still do this, and if they do, by all means, enlighten me. But like, back then... When a new console would come out, like the the developers and the and the companies would like leak the specs on it to be like this is how much memory and everything else. Like I think so. I th- think this is the stats that. on this, right? It'd be like if like a new car was coming out and they would leak the horsepower on it. You yeah, know? like yeah. they would do shit like that. And when the Wii specs like came out or leaked or whatever, it was so much less than the other, and people were like. What the fuck? Because the idea of like the actually moving and the interactive part, nobody knew at that point. Okay. So it just looked like on paper, this is going to be stupid. Yeah. Nothing's devoted to the graphics and nothing, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then when it became known that like, oh, this is like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Motion. Motion sensor. Motion sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Once that came out, it was like. Wait, what? So, like, the initial response before anyone had seen the console, a game, had any idea what it was, was basically like, this sounds stupid. This is, like, less computing power than, you know, the last Nintendo console did. Like, it it, or something. You know what I mean? It was something like that. But, um, I love a good game of Wii. Yeah. Pretty much anything on Wii is fun. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then they uh, they had a, uh, just all types of stuff that I wanted to see, like that I know from a YouTube channel sure. uh, that I watch. The Angry Video Game Nerd does reviews of mm-hmm. old video games. Um, and he's had so many. There were so many consoles there that he has talked about that I'm like, oh my god, I recognize that. Right. That's the TurboGrafx 16. That's the Amiga CD32. Yeah. That's the, like all of that. I love. I love that was just so cool. They even had like, there's a um, a Nintendo game. I think it's Nintendo, not Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, it's Nintendo. Uh, Action Fifty Two. It's fifty two games in one. Okay. Um, and it's infamous for being bad and repetitive, <laughs> like, especially for like an original Nintendo. Yeah. Like I um, like, I had an original Nintendo. That that's the first thing I remember playing mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So to have one one of those horseshit cartridges with fifty two games on it, were were twenty of them tic tac toe? <laughs> no, there was like fifteen space shooters, whether they be vertical or horizontal. Okay. There was some like there was a couple side scrollers, but like it, there was just so little variation in any of the games. Now I don't. Some know. of them were just fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but so, <laughs> um, the Angry Video Game Nerd did a review of that game, and like, there's a whole section dedicated to that game, and they play some of his videos on the monitor. That's cool. Talking about, it. I'm like, I know that guy. Right. It's so I love it. I so love it. I don't know if you know this, but I have a um, one of those Sega Genesis gimmicks that I actually bought at Menards. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. a couple years ago that has like 50 games on it for Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. I have that somewhere in here. We should have a night where we just get drunk or high and play Sega Genesis games. And or. or, And or. Wait a minute. I didn't expect or. You're giving me and or? Because I feel feel like my love slash obsession of Sonic and Knuckles when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. which I very much enjoyed playing again when I got that thing and hooked it up. If I'm on the electric cabbage and I'm playing (laughs) it, I might actually get past like level five. I when I played okay. it this time, okay. like when I bought that thing, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Sonic and Knuckles!" I immediately was like, "I'm so bad at this. Why did I like this?" Yeah, like mm-hmm. I truly think I got to like level five in my life and couldn't go any further. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything past that. I'm sure there is, but the um, Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis are the two earliest game consoles I had, which right was even was before me. Like yeah. they came oh, out before yeah, it was. Yeah, I've, I've told um, the Super Nintendo my mom buying it for Donkey Kong story on this show. Yeah, where yeah. she was like, "Oh, I don't want to play as the monkey," and I was like, "What?" And then she just walked out of the room and never played it. Amazing, I love it. Like she had that thing on reserve, <laughs> picks it up and is so excited. And I'm like, I don't have any clue what you're talking about. Yeah. I had a Sega CDX. Woof, woof. Well, I mean, it still played the same cartridges as the Sega yeah. Genesis. Yeah. The CD games, I only remember having a few, but for some reason, the thing that I remember... this God damn it, this is so unbelievably, like, deliciously 90s. The thing that was like, oh my god, about the Sega CDX was that you could play the a cartridge game, but you could play the music from a compact disc <laughs> at the same time. And at that... As I, know, I know it's horribly dated now. At that point... That was crazy. Yeah. Because I would then be playing, let's be honest, probably like the Lion King Sega Genesis game because I was a fucking kid. 
But I'd be listening to like whatever dumb CD my parents had bought, Molly Hatchet or some trash yeah, that yeah. I don't even like. But I would be like, this is cool, because yeah, what's yeah. happening there isn't the sound that I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> but now I can literally just play off my music off iTunes and play a game on a, on my phone. Right. Like, that's, it's just it's, technology progression. It's awesome. Like, the, the phone cord in, that was my, uh, I think of, uh, hey guys, if I haven't talked about this before, when I was in fifth grade, our house burned down. Um, so this would have been in our old house, where I had the Sega CDX or whatever. The phone thing, right? Mm-hmm. Our phone in the kitchen, so it's a landline because cell phones ain't really a, th- a thing at all. Mm-hmm. The cord on that, because you would just have that phone and walk through the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was unbelievable. <laughs> like, I think that phone was mounted like at six feet off the floor, and the cord went from the phone to the floor and then back up to the phone. But it's that like crunchy, curly cord. Yeah, yeah. So it's still. It was it was yeah. a forty foot cord. <laughs> yeah, like I can remember my mom wandering through the house on that phone, and it looked like like Spider Man's web or something during some comedy scene, <laughs> just yeah. dangling all throughout the house. It's so good. Oh, oh. my god. Um, Should we talk about wrestling a little bit or no? Do you got more? Go more. A little bit. Give me more. A tad bit. Give me I more. Want to bring up the fact that I um. I freaking got to see the Intellivision and the ColecoVision. I'm like, I That's remember cool. those from those episodes. Yeah. I love, I don't know. I just, I'm being a nerd. No, that's fine. I also bought this beanie there. I'm a, I'm nice. a beanie guy now. I don't know why. Yeah. It's a D20. So are you, oh, okay. The 20-sided die? Yeah. Okay. On the, on the, on the uh, do, forehead. Dodecagon? Do, uh, Dodecagon. A dohec- dodecahedron is a D12. Dodecahedron. This is actually a... Dodohecadragon? What, what am I trying to say here? What am I trying to say here? I don't know. Now, are you going to be a beanie oh, guy yeah. even when it's warm out? No, no, God, no. Okay, because those guys are fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Just alienated um, our entire beanie audience. Right Dude, I mean, if you wear... You better have ice under there. Like, that would be smart. Ice under your hat like Marlon Brando in fucking The Island of Dr. Moreau. It's the stupidest thing of all time. I, I, I'm i fine with the nerd stuff, though. I, I fell into a completely different nerd category recently. All right, what is it? Icosahedron. Icosahedron? Yes. Okay. I, was, I wanted to say truncated icosahedron, but that's a soccer ball. Really? Yeah. If you, if you like, cut... So, one, equal, I didn't know that, amounts. but two, how do you know that? Uh... Very nerdy stuff on YouTube. I used to watch... I still watch science videos all the time. Science and math. Sure. And sometimes geography and stuff. I thought we were going to find out that you're like a lifelong soccer fan or something. No, no, no. Yeah, no. No, soccer fans probably just call it a soccer ball. I just I look at that and I'm like, hey, that's <laughs> Honestly, a truncated... Soccer fans might either. just call it the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh... <laughs> I, I have a nerd thing. I'm going to blow through it real fast, and then we can get to the, the actual undercard. Um, so I, I, I know I've referenced it on maybe. I don't know. I bought a four-wheeler recently. Yes. Absolutely love it. Go riding as much as I can. Blah, blah, blah. So when I was a kid, I grew up riding three-wheelers. My dad bought me one for my eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. I found a YouTube channel, several actually, for guys that buy, restore, fix, whatever, three-wheelers. 
which is fascinating to me, and this is an unbelievably niche thing. I found this guy who owns, this is so unreal and expensive, one of every model of every year of every color of Honda three-wheeler. Jesus. And it is dozens of them. Because, in, like, hey, man, if they came, if this thing came out in blue, I bought it in blue. If it came out in red, I bought it in red. Same year, same model, whatever. Unbelievable. And one of the things, so, like, before the internet was a thing, there were, like, just those urban legends, right? Those just myths and shit. Yeah. So, I swear, guys, I'm gonna, we'll get to something interesting as soon as I'm done here. Um, the federal government banned three-wheelers in 1987. As in, I seem to recall this happening. I yeah. mean, not, not in right. time. Retroactive. Basically, yeah. there was a bunch of lawsuits. They were deemed wildly unsafe, and the yeah. f- the federal government was like, shut it down. This was probably going to happen anyways. Like, they were going to make four-wheelers instead because just an overall safer and better-performing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhoot. Um, shut them down in America. So, Honda made a three-wheeler called the Big Red. 1987 was the last year in America. When I was a kid, I heard rumors and whatnot about, oh man, yeah, but they still sold them overseas. Which, I was like, eh, whatever. This fucking guy, come to find out, they did for one year. And this guy, to complete his collection, got a mint condition 1988 Honda Big Red 3-wheeler from England shipped to him. The cost on this, I cannot fucking fathom. I don't know how he found it. I don't know how much he paid for it, but, like, the guy's collection is unreal. You can look it up on YouTube. There's a video called How to Hoard Hondas. I love that. It's astounding. And they are all in, like, mint condition. And that's the thing where I'm like, like, you can find these things on on the internet for sale. They've been sitting in barns for fucking 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, shit, man. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine how many... I bet there's over $100,000 spent on them easily. Easily. And uh, that, I was like, one, I didn't know that was real. That's cool. And two, fucking A, dude. Like, I appreciate your dedication, but what do you do for a job? All all the gas to fill them all. I can't even, like, he literally, there's there's clips and pictures and video of them in his, uh, he has like a massive shed. Mm -hmm. They're parked up against each other. Like, you, you would have to... If you wanted one out, you might have to move 30. Oh, my God. It's What's absolutely fucking insane. He literally says, I was in a position where I wanted to collect them. And that's what I want to do. And I'm like, you know what? If that makes you happy, great. But that is so fucking insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, Build more garage. Anything. Like, he has some of them stacked... Like, they're standing up on two wheels. Up against a wall. <laughs> in order to make room. All right, I was I was <laughs> so on board with this guy until we got to this point. It's what are you doing, sir? And, what are we even doing? But he still takes him out every so often and rides him, and I'm like, dude, fucking eight. <laughs> I crazy. would lose. I would lose my urge to go riding if the one that I wanted was back. Dude, same. I would be like, oh yeah, I really want to take that one. But this honk of shit is up front. I'm going to take you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Been spending a lot of time outdoors. Much as I can spend outdoors, I love. I want the weather to get better now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. How do you enjoy that snow? Dude. (laughs) 
Fuck. It happened the day after I, we left, or the day of. Yeah. It wasn't even like, it didn't even accumulate. I was just like, this is still happening. <laughs> it's, it's like just mocking me. Yeah. Um, okay, undercard. Now, you were there, you watched some wrestling, I assume? You said you were at GCW and shit? How was yes. that? Uh, Bloodsport. Yeah. Rules. Cool as shit. It's it? so dope. I love it. Um, and then we were there for Joey Janela's spring break. I didn't watch a whole lot of it because I was actually doing stuff. Right. Um, but uh, crowd was up for everything. It was it's that crowd is awesome. Yeah, it that crowd is awesome. Um, my biggest thing and really only thing for the undercard, um, because there was so much wrestling this past week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought and watched Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Ooh, okay. I know we've talked about it on here. I'm a big Ring of Honor guy. Was a huge into it. You know, for a number of years, fell out, yep. everything else. I was like, I really want to see this show. I wanted to see the show, and I wanted to see one match in particular. So I was like, fuck it. So sat down on the couch. We plonked down the money. We watched the, the whole thing. Loved the show. Mm. The show was very good. There were some matches where I was like, it's not that this is bad. It's just I'm not into it. Yeah. But the wrestling was still very good. But guys, I gotta ta- talk about that FTR Briscoes match. Mm-hmm. It, it is the best tag team match I have seen. Okay. I cannot say it's the best match ever, but I can say it is the best tag team match that I have seen. That's and high praise by by not a huge, but by a pretty strong margin. Okay. Uh. If you haven't seen it yet, do yourselves a favor. Holy fuck, it's fucking fantastic. Um, the oh, uh, Dax Harwood uh, got on Twitter like yesterday and was like, "Been a few days. I'm gonna say it now. That's our masterpiece. That's the best match we've ever had." Wow. And they've had some baller. My my previous favorite tag match of all time was FTR versus DIY, mm. the two out of three falls match. Fucking unbelievable. Just a perfect, perfect tag match. Um, that was great. The main event was very good. It was Gresham versus Bandito. I'm a big Jonathan Gresham fan. I completely understand some people that are not because of the style which with yeah, he yeah. works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big into it. I think he does a lot of things where he takes these tropes of wrestling and just denies doing them. And I love that. He does not have a finisher. He wins matches in a different way, seemingly every time. I love that. I do too, and I I don't only, I, I don't have the balls to do that. Boo, dude! That's exactly what I was about to say. I <laughs> like, don't. Not only do I love it, I love that he does have the balls to do that. Yeah, and has parlayed that into great success. Um, it was him and Bandito. I love Bandito. Bandito to me is one of the most impressive in ring guys on the planet. For some dumb fuck reason, he was managed by Chavo. We don't need to go into that. Yes. Chavo played kind of a role and then was ejected by the guy he was managing, which I thought is funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, great match. Uh, Samojo returned at the end of it, which was also very cool. Mm-hmm. Big Samojo fan. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I'm excited yeah. to see where Ring of Honor goes moving forward now yes. that our... Lord and Savior Tony Khan owns it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although your face when you said that. Um, Just the, the complete sincerity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a lot of wrestling while we were in the Airbnb this the, throughout the week. Yeah. Um, the most I've watched in a long time. Not a whole lot stands out except for I revisited a couple matches in the Cruiserweight Classic. That was a great tournament. Yes. I was going to talk to you about this off air, but I love when we op- when we part the beads. Sure. What if we did a series where we covered the Cruiserweight Classic? I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, I loved that as it was happening. I only remember a few specific matches from it, but I'm certain that going back and revisiting it would be like a fresh one of my favorite matches of all time is on that tournament can i try to guess what it is yes and if i'm wrong then so be it is it cedric alexander and kota ibushi yes because that's probably the best match in the tournament oh yeah which is covering a lot of ground Mm -hmm. i don't remember disliking anything from that tournament i just remember some being better than others yes yes definitely i also think kota was it kota ibushi and kendrick what? Kend- uh, yes, Kendrick. Yes, Kendrick yes. had a okay. Was it him? And Kota? Yes, it okay. was because there was that the, one. I, Kendrick does I, the burning I, hammer. That's what. Okay, I couldn't. Thank you. I couldn't remember why, but I remember I loved that fucking match. Yeah, let's absolutely cover the big, Kendrick big Kendrick. Brian Kendrick guy. We'll figure out a way to do it in as least amount of episodes as possible. Because they did like what, what was it? Each episode was like two of the first round matches. Uh, I don't remember it? how they did it. Yeah, I I, it was it very was like, fractured. They did a good job of actually, like, yeah, drawing that shit out. I love it. Yeah, same. God, um, you know what's awesome? Tournaments? Tournaments. Yes! In wrestling. They're I, so good. I'm excited for this uh, Owen Hart tournament that AEW's doing. Ooh, yeah. Like, they're take and they're doing a men's and a women's. I love it. I do, too. They're, they're going to take their time and draw. Dude, fuck yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Big tournament guy. I hate that the King of the Ring is nothing. It's kind of upsetting. It really is. I hate it. Dude, the Queen of the Ring that they did this past year, when they first announced they were doing that, I was like, dope. This yeah. should have been done ages ago, but yes, good. And then somebody put out that like if you added the match times of the entire tournament up, it was like 15 minutes. Oh my god. Like every fucking tournament match for that got like two minutes or less. Jesus, dude. What's, just Why bother? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, in all sincerity towards your question, I don't know. Um, we also revisited um, SummerSlam 05, which uh, that's Eddie, Eddie and Ray, Ray in okay. the ladder match for Dominic. Where the fuck was Vicky? That, that is, that's that. Uh, it's Hogan Michaels. Okay, I was trying to sit here and be like, why does this sound so familiar? We've covered this show. Yeah, that's a batshit yeah. show. It's so crazy. Wasn't that the overall take on that episode, too? Was yeah. just like, this is just has, more, more insane than it is good. Yeah. It has Benoit versus Orlando Jordan, and they go like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I don't even know. Also, Eddie and Ray is like second or third on the card. It's like really oh, early I, in the show. I still don't even remember that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, nothing really stands out. Is that out. the one that has Triple H and Eugene? 
Uh, it's Kurt Angle and Eugene. Kurt Angle and Eugene. Okay. I remember that because the match just starts. Kurt Angle's making his entrance. He gets in the ring, walks across the ring, and, and just slaps Eugene. And that's how it starts. <laughs> Holy oh, so shit. good. Um, you got anything else, or should we move on to the... We should move on. What are we at right Bro, now? Bro, we're at like 40 minutes in. Yeah, I, I noticed... That the Dallas talk went a lo- a-, a while. There was and a then... Dallas talk. There was nerd talk. There yeah, was yeah. Video games and th- oh, uh, man. just uh, we should do uh, an episode like um, episode fifty two where we reminisce, but it's like just throughout the episode. Ah, remember <laughs> when we talked about uh, video games? I don't know. Um, Absolutely, but you know what? I mean, as much as I want to get to the main event of today's show, there is just one more little bit of business at hand. And that is our good friends at Paducah, Kentucky. Move to Paducah. Do you live in an area where crime is in control? Sounds boring to me. Do you live in an area where drugs are not readily available? How high can you possibly get? You need to go to Paducah, Kentucky, where no questions are asked about guns. There's multiple Dollar Generals, including the good one and the not-so-good one. Beautiful desert scenery. Littered with Quonset huts. Perfect to look at it as you shoot up on meth and chug your natty, natty light. Paducah, Kentucky. Home of John Pluto, Ricochet, and others. A booming metropolis where nobody makes money unless it's given to them by the government. Do you want to wed a child? Travel not that far to Tennessee where it's now completely legal. People in Kentucky won't care and they won't judge. Especially in Paducah, Kentucky. A proud sponsor of What Are We Even Doing? Um, where that part about Tennessee is legit. That that law passed today. Where are you finding these sponsors? They're coming to me, brother. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, okay. Um, now, granted, I'm writing the material myself, now, think... so I don't know how happy Paducah is going to be about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so they didn't tell you to talk about John Pluto? No. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I was wondering. John Pluto becomes a sponsor, dude. John, that'd be good. He's got that sweet Quonset hunt money. (laughs) Should we reach out, or will he find us? He's got to find us. Yeah. Nobody else is talking about his channel but us. That's probably true. Yeah. Did you know, like, the amount of people who don't know the shit that's on Roku? Yeah, is incredible. Like, every so often, I'm talking to people that are in wrestling. I'm like, you know, there's a free New Japan channel on Roku, and the response is, what? It costs you zero dollars. Um, any guy rules. It does, uh, folks. Let's talk Mania Night One. Yes, I went into this. I was not this excited for Mania this year. I was looking forward more to Night Two. I think I, I looked was, up the cards. I, think I was. As I, well. I was looking more forward to Night Two. So I went into this knowing, thinking mm-hmm. that this was going to be fine. Like, I, I I know that the, regardless of what I said in prior episodes, this mm-hmm. card had potential. Yeah. So I was still kind of moderately excited. And it is, it is a testament to, like, the marketing machine of the WWE that, like, they can still get you hyped for a mania. Yeah. Like, I went into this not being that excited, but then once it got going, I was kind of like, oh, fuck. Fuck yeah, WrestleMania, baby! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah, good on them for, for being able to pull a cynic in. 
I will... Can I... I, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. (laughs) I would like to read my first three notes. Okay. And I'm going to read these out loud in the tone at which they were written. Okay. Mark Wahlberg? (laughs) Cheerleaders? ACDC? What are we even doing? (laughs) I... This this was confounding to me. Dude, um, my first note on this is actually a quote from Dakota. <laughs> he, he said, and I quote, Jerry Lawler looks preserved because we actually watched part of the pre-show. Oh, okay. I, I thought, we watched I the thought he was somehow confusing preserved Jerry Lawler for Mark Wahlberg. No, no. Of, of evil burger empire Wahlbergers. No, actually, we watched the whole pre-show. For night one, what was on it? It was two hours. It's a two-hour pre-show. It started at five. Okay. What was on the pre-show? Zero matches. Zero matches. You you watched two hours of a commercial for a show that was about to start. They hyped the video packages. They talked about it. They had Jake Paul on to talk about Logan Paul, which I Jake Paul is the one that everyone hates. Yeah. Um, he's the one that he... was like taking selfies with like suicide people dangling. No, that in the was trees, Logan, right? but he's better now. Okie dokie, we'll go with that. Uh, you watched that whole fucking thing? Yeah, because the whole time, well, we're we're mainly talking to each other and I bullshitting should fucking around hope. and and stuff like that. But we're all like kind of subconsciously like, what? What are we? What? Why are there no matches or whatever? Like. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was on SmackDown the night before. Yeah. You have a two-hour pre-show and not enough room for that? You know what? I'm, I'm making a conscious effort what about to bring... The, what about the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship? Nah, bro. Bump that. I, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort right now because it's my genuine thought on this because I didn't know anything about the pre-show at all. Um... I'm bringing this back. We used to use what are we even doing as a term on this show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got away from it very quickly. In regards to everything that you're saying, what what are WWE even doing? You can't put a, you can't put a battle royal which serves no purpose at this point. It really doesn't. Like they used to the first couple times they did it, they were trying to like elevate whoever won. That was immediately thrown by the wayside. Yeah. Okay, you can't even put that on the fucking pre-show? Just so that some of these guys can at least then put on their resume that they performed at WrestleMania? Yeah. If just, for no other reason than just that, last they're already year, there! Just last year, they had to. They were still in that everyone that ever works here in the entirety of our company has to be on Mania type thinking. Yes! And now this year they're not doing that. That's part, this, one of the only benefits of having it be a two-night thing is that everyone can be on. Which yeah. Which we'll, we'll get to eventually, but I still don't care for. But like, but you're like, gonna make a two-night show and you still can't get your fucking roster on? And, the, and one of the featured matches of the weekend is a battle royal? Get the fuck out of here! What, if I would've done it, um, I don't know if Night 2 had a two-hour pre-show. I would guess it did. I didn't. Probably. I didn't tune in then. And I, I bet they did, and I bet that an hour and fifty-two minutes of it was replays from night one. Probably. Um, but if I would have, if I would have had the pre-show in my hands, it was two hours. 
I would at least put I would put the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on night one's pre-show. Sure. Give it some time. Absolutely. Fuck it. It's two Why hours. Not? You don't have to talk for two fucking full hours. And then I would have the IC in the United States on night two. Two separate matches. Absolutely. It would get less time than the Battle Royal. But right. Like, in, it, it might like, be... It might be... I'm not going to say it would be good because I think that Battle Royals are, by their nature, not as interesting as a Rumble. But it might be kind of, in a weird way, interesting to be like, wow, that Battle Royal went 30 minutes. Yeah. And you can't tell me they can't do it. And then you can give the IC in the United States 15 each or something. Absolutely. There's a half hour. You still have an hour and a half. An hour and a half to talk about things that have either happened the night before or are going to happen tonight. What is so hard? <laughs> I do the the amount of like You know what would be a fun thing and I know we talked about covering the Cruiserweight Classic in the future. Can, and can you put is there a marker over there? Can you put yeah, Cruiserweight yeah. Classic on the fuckboard? I need to rewrite this title. Y'all have yeah. fucked it up. What is this? Is this Sean? Why do you have what? a meat card on here? Or a meat magnet? I don't know. Um, meat. Meat. You know what else might be fun to do? Just an episode of Raw at three hours. Any random three hour Raw. Because it's crazy to me that like with the amount of time that they have for television every week, the number of employed wrestlers that are not on television. Yeah. Just... I, I can't I believe... I can't, I I'm, I'm sorry. I can't believe two hours of just absolute fucking fluff for a show that was then, I don't know, eight hours long, it seemed. Uh. Anyways... So, Rick Boogs. Yeah. Out, sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Beverage that I enjoyed in my early 20s. Haven't had one since. Um, you ever had Mike's Hard Lemonade? Uh, yeah. Then they started making me throw up. So, yep. no. A maximum, a maximum. Mac tops, tops, tops. You have two of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching a George Carlin special recently, and I had, love it. He had this joke, and I, I've referenced the tops thing before, just not on the show, I guess. Where he goes, <laughs> "You do not need to wash your hands after you use the bathroom every time. You only need to wash your hands after you shit on them. And you know how often that happens? Tops, 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 five times a week." <laughs> Amazing! Oh man, I love it. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Dakota. When the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders came out, mm. um, Dakota said, "This won't be the most choreographed thing on this show." That's that's a good joke. <laughs> that's a really good. I wrote it down. I wanted you to that, appreciate that's, that. Joke. That's a quality. I th- I'll I'll give him his props right now. He's not on very often comedically, mm-hmm. but when he is. Like, his batting average is low, but when he makes contact, it is out of the fucking park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Um, so, it's Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I hated Shinsuke's gear. Really? 
I I hated it. Now what? Okay, go the on. The colors. I I think maybe it just wasn't. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was good. If for no other reason than because it was so different from everything else that he has worn, I was kind of like, all right. I hated that it was a tie-in to a fucking ad. That I did. That just uh, that, made that's an extra hate for me. That made my skin crawl. Yeah. And there was part of me where I was like, "It's Shinsuke Nakamura. He's great." Uh, because it was very <laughs> tiger yeah. stripey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I I can understand your point. I was just I think I was more just enamored that it wasn't red or black. Yeah. Um, well, he, he wore blue for a while, and I liked he that. He did? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Um, um, there, uh, Shinsuke, it's hard to judge this, at some At some point, Shinsuke does the sliding German, mm-hmm. and Cole says, Vintage Shinsuke! And I was like, he's been in the WWE long enough to get a vintage call? Yeah. I love it. It's also funny to me, because like the first person that I remember seeing do that spot was fucking Colin Delaney. Really? Yeah. And then it was just everywhere. Um, Love it. But uh, it for me, it's kind of hard to judge this match because I felt like it was going fine. Yeah. And then Rick Boogs gets injured. Yeah. And when that injury happened, one, I was mad at the spot because he's got one of the Usos up in a fireman carry and the other one just runs in the ring and just jumps to be picked up by... Boogs, <laughs> like there was, there was no transition. There was no setup for him to pick up both of them. The other one just jumped on top of this pile of humanity. Yeah. Um, Boogs goes down, starts clutching his leg. I was immediately like, "Oh wait," because they just did like yeah, a fake. That, I thought it was like a. I thought it was part of the story. Or something. Yeah. Where like I thought I was like, "Oh, are we faking this out?" I was like, "Okay, well if we're if that's what we're doing, that's an interesting way to do it." Yeah. Okay. Whatever, and then in the next like thirty or forty seconds, I was like, "Oh, there's some real awkward but furious conversation going on here in the ring." And then about another sixty seconds after that, the match just ended. Yeah. Um, and then come to find out, like he is actually injured. So like, dude, this it's hard to judge the match because of that. Yeah. Honestly, like it it's, it's not it's not even fair. I like still, I like I, still I like, like Boogs by the way. Yeah. I still liked the match over, like, For given was, the circumstance, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was a super kick right before the finish that absolutely fucking killed Shinsuke. <laughs> it was so... Oof. I'm going to grab one more of these seltzers. Do you want one? Do you want anything? Are you um, good? Uh, all I've got, I think all did. I've got is the orange and the sprites. Well, uh, give me an orange. Give you an orange? Try I'm going to get an orange. Okay. Let's try some oranges. Let's try some orange. Yeah, be yeah, right yeah, back. Yeah. Be right. Yeah. What did you just say? Because it wasn't be right back. Burber. Okay. Burby. It's been a while since I vamped on this show, I feel like. I usually usually don't vamp. You know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I'll take this time to hit my pen. Alright. We're back. Okay. Are we ready to... Ring the opening bell, part two. That's the first time we've ever done that a second time. I like that it was the opening bell and not the closing bell. (laughs) Yeah, it's another opening bell. Uh, Let's see how this is. Cheers. Goddamn, that just tastes like orange soda. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of an aftertaste. Just a tad. But um, that is pretty good. I don't hate it. I do not hate it either. It's a lesser mm. orange soda, but it also has yeah. 5% alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, are we moving on? Yeah, I had an ad next, and I was pissed. Um, my next note is just about Zane and Knoxville. I think that they played a... This is so, something weird that I noticed during this one. They kept playing hype videos for a show that we were watching. Yeah, they were playing for night two, right? I think some of the shit is for night two. I feel like some of it was actually still for night one. Um, it, it's For me, it's the equivalent of... I go to a fucking movie theater, I'm in an AMC theater, and the last goddamn thing those assholes play before the movie starts is a fucking commercial with Nicole Kidman for AMC theaters. I am already there. I have already given you my money. You do not need to advertise to me further. Stop it. The thing that pisses me off the most about that ad is that it just has this, enjoy the show. Dude. Right before it. As if I go there and give you my fucking money to be like, time to fucking shit. Like, Like, dude. And you know what? That big enjoy the show right into an ad instead enjoy of enjoy the, the show. I got a fucking AMC movie take, but I'm gonna save it for the bonus episode because we're already deep into this one and we're on match two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <sighs> what is what am I doing? We're on Corbin and McIntyre at this point. Okay. Okay. My first note on this just says that destitute Corbin should have lasted another year. That would have been cool, yeah. There was so much, like, this company loves its stupid comedy shit. Mm -hmm. Him wearing the same shirt with a stain on it. Guys, we could have gotten so much more. Every week he shows up in the same shirt and there's a new stain. We get to a point where a sleeve is missing. He's replaced one of the buttons with a button that's so big that it can't even go through the button hole. (laughs) Like, give me... Yeah, yeah. Like, why? This was ready-made... And, and... The few times that I watched SmackDown during that, it was funny. Okay. Like, like Pat McAfee would be on commentary and just say shit like, Corbin smells like an actual piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> that was so fucking funny to me. Like, give me yeah. more. And the idea behind it, it the, the, he works for oh, a yes. billion yes. dollar company. Absolutely. And, and, has n- and he works for them. Yeah. Like, he's an employee. He's still getting and paid. He, <laughs> But he is but somehow that destitute. I love it. I love like, it. They did something where it was like he was traveling to the shows in the ring truck. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, Corbin. You know, like, mm-hmm. shit like that. I was like, give me more of that. Like, I would have filmed something where he's in catering in like a, a comedically large trench coat and he's just shoveling stuff into the pockets <laughs> to take with him. Yeah. But it's some like, bring back the, the gazpacho. I got a pocket full of gazpacho. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I would, I would pocket ocho. I would pop so I would become a weekly viewer again. Gas pocket. <laughs> what? I'm trying to combine okay. pocket and gazpacho. Pocketcho. 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 That's like what it. I would say because okay, okay. Gazpocket just sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. We we don't talk about gazpacho. No, no, no. Uh. Please stop. <laughs> anyway, there's a so match. What do you think right? of this match? Um, first of all, I had a note. My, I, I think this set is kind of is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I like this set a lot. 
Um, now, it are we is are we going to talk about the massive? <laughs> are we going to talk about the attendance numbers and how they're bullshit, or are we just going to leave that for the fucking internet? We can do that too. Why? Do you have a note on that next? Okay, so this stadium is set up to seat like a hundred thousand people. Mm, okay. They announced the attendance at seventy-seven thousand plus for each night. Ticket sales were in fact around sixty-five thousand. Yeah. But they're counting attendance as in everyone who works here, everyone who is in this building, whether you bought a ticket or not, so you're you're attending, motherfuckers. But the set, that massive unbelievably large set was moved forward in the arena by several hundred feet because they didn't sell as many tickets as had been originally forecasted. Okay. So on the very rare and very few shots from like above, you can see that like the set and everything in front of it is where the people are and the ring is and everything else, right? The back, I don't know, third of that arena is dark and empty and shut off. Wow. Holy... Wow. I noticed that this ramp this year was reasonably lengthed. That is correct. But the set is so wide. Yeah. Like, because they're like, no, no, nothing on the other side of the screen exists. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, uh, One of my first notes on this is that this match has been... That's it. It's yeah. it's just Ben. Um, there was a stupid spot into the comeback. I don't remember what it was, but I hated it. Um, and then the like back third, I thought was awesome. I I'll give you the back third was awesome. I past that, I really only have like two things to note before we get to the end of the match. Um, Baron Corbin will have a forty year career. Yeah, he will take whatever bullshit they give him as long as it's not a face turn, and make it work. Mm-hmm. He works a very safe style, doesn't take any risks. As long as he stays healthy and injury-free, that motherfucker will be there. Like, nuclear war will happen, and Baron <laughs> Corbin will still be on TV every week. Just sliding under the buckle. Absolutely. And that's good. Um, so, the only thing... So in my mind, the only thing about this match that we need to talk about... Drew McIntyre kicked out at the end of days. Yeah. First time that's ever been done. Which... I, I was mean, angry. It's match two. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit. We all know Drew's going to win. I hated it. I fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, I And I especially hate it because it wasn't even part of the story. If part of the story of the match had been that, like, Corbin laid him out with that move every fucking week, and then he finally hits it and goes for a win and Drew kicks out, it would have been like... That's not a great story, but it's something that had a payoff. Yeah. Nah. Fuck it. Kick out. Yeah, I get that. It's like the most protected move in the world, and then it's just like, nah, fuck it. Today's the day. Well, at least it was Drew and not like... Sure. Uh, of all people. Yeah. You know. I, I still like Drew. Um, yeah, yeah. This sword um, shit at the end, though. What? Are we even doing? We're supposed to believe that this ultra baby face Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. will kill people, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to. We go backstage to Drew McIntyre, who's covered in blood and dirt. Uh huh. I don't know what all the dirt was about, and he he told Todd Grisham, who doesn't work there anymore, who wanted to know where Madcap was. He says, "I want you to tell Corbin that Drew is going to kill him too, too." Ooh. 
as in he killed Madcap Moss. <laughs> uh, so few people will understand that. But the ones that do will absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, it was... And, and then when they replayed it, when they replayed it, there was a pause at the beginning of it. So you can see that it's a prop sword because it's bent at this unnatural angle for any type of metal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is... Uh, it was stupid. Um, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. It was something. It was a neat visual. A uh, friend of the show, Coin Jones, was there and was like posting about how like they're still putting ropes up. Like during the entrances for this next match. Like Oof. guys are coming down the ramp and they're putting ropes up. The time, y'all. Yeah. So after this, though, we've got the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean Rey Mysterio and Dominic Guerrero versus <laughs> Miz and Logan Paul. Mysterio's gear. Loved it. Yeah. It's a deep pull, but I absolutely loved it. What was what was uh, Ray's gear? Because like, I saw the picture of Dominic's inspiration right. thing, but I, I didn't... Ray's was the same thing, just with the Mexican flag instead of the American flag. Yeah. It was a shout-out to Eddie and Art Bar, Los Gringos Locos. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, okay. So, a very deep pull. I actually... I like tassels on wrestling gear. Yeah? I think I do, and You're I used ta- to... Are you going to get tassels? Me? Yeah. If I get some, like, Kevin Nash pants with the tassels on them like he had? We've been telling you to do this for years. This is an original thought of mine that happened just now. No. <laughs> you don't get to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I, I I dig tassels on gear. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Gate star Shima had tassels on his gear. I always fucking loved it. Um... His was just bikers. He had bikers with tassels at the bottom of the the material. Big that. Yeah, it was it was dope. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm a big tassel guy, but Buddy Matthews mm-hmm. with the, like the the tights, the the tights that go into the loose yeah material. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I love that look. It's almost like uh, tentacles more than tassels. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? It looks looks like like flames or something. It looks like flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flames that go down, not up or out. (laughs) 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 The skeletons will pull your hair up, but not out. I love Um, how much he emphasizes that. Not out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking (laughs) of good gear, though, then we got Miz and Logan Paul. Dude. Fantastic. So good. Fan-fucking-tastic stuff from both of them. Mm-hmm. I, I love yellow wrestling gear. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. I, I think yellow on the right thing in general is very cool. Like, depending on the model, a yellow car, I think it looks sharp, gets your attention. How do you feel about that post-it note? It's yellow. I love it. Uh, <laughs> cheese. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like Great it. gear from both of these guys. I... I actually really, really like this match. I loved it. And I absolutely loved it. I think Logan Paul did an excellent job. Um, I, I think... here. You want to hear my wild theory? Go. Logan Paul will be the next Miz. Okay. Com- Miz comes off for reality te- yep. yep. TV. Okay. Logan Paul off social media. Sure. Just so, And he's learning from the Miz. I love it. If he That's... stays there, he could be the next generation's Miz. So, Guaranteed. not going to disclose my source, but I have inside mater- uh, insider information here. One, Logan Paul doing the Three Amigos. Called on the fly by Logan Paul. Two. What? Two. 
Logan Paul signed to a long-term deal. That first Four thing years. is blowing my mind. Legit. I learned this hours ago. I cannot deny my. I cannot divulge my source. Is that a bad? Th- I feel like. I think it's fantastic. I think it's awesome. I think it's such a good sign of like him knowing how to manipulate that audience already in one That's match. In one match, expert like level. Yeah, dude. and on that level, and on that stage. Yeah, like, and I. I mean, when you okay. I, I'm largely indifferent to Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I think that anytime I want this, to like him, same, and I don't dislike him. But yeah, I think yeah, that anytime yeah, yeah. that like anytime anybody comes into wrestling and their father is one of the greatest of all time, which absolutely will come into play here in a bit, uh, you are behind the eight ball. Yeah. yeah. Anybody listening to this podcast, whether you like him or not. You cannot deny that Rey Mysterio is one of the greatest of all time and that he fundamentally changed wrestling. Mm-hmm. We may not talk about it. He may not ever get the credit for it, but that motherfucker changed professional wrestling. Yeah. Period. So f- to be his son and then to be in the same industry as him with a shorter road to the company and position, sure, which, fine. Who... who why would you say no to that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're Dominic Mysterio, you're not going to be like, no, Dad, I want to go wrestle in church parking lots in Tijuana for four years. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, no. Yeah. So, for Logan Paul to be in a position where it's like, okay, Miz is one of the best workers of the last 20 years and immensely successful. Rey Mysterio, certified one of the greatest of all time. Dominic, Dominic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Logan Paul having his first match. He, I thought he fucking killed it. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's more athletic than you or me. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. The splits. I know, right? It's amazing. Um, He did a blockbuster. Did a blockbuster? He did a mean power slam. Did a mean power slam. Did a frog splash. All of his stuff in ring looked good. The only thing I didn't care for was... And I'm going to bitch about it when we talk about the finish. That motherfucker doesn't want to sell. Yeah. I don't know if they just skipped that when he was in training or what. But, like, at some point he gets shit-canned to the outside. And we're just, like, taking a nap on the floor. Yeah, fuck it, I'm just up. At one point he walked to the wrong corner. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. He walked to his, like, to the corner and got up as if he was reaching for a tag. He was on the same side of the ring as Ray. And then somebody was like, what the fuck are you doing? Or whatever. And he got down and went to like where he was. So clearly there's still some stuff to work on here. Oh, of course. Yeah. But as far as that being a first match, which... 800 yeah. million times better than my first match yeah. was and probably yeah. 100 million times more successful uh, financially. Yeah. What What's 100 million times zero? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so the, in, the ending... I was kind of shocked that Miz and Logan Paul went over here. Me too. I thought for sure Miz eats this fall and we get the good guys going up, but nope. And then more befuddling to me, Miz then betrays Logan Paul and lays him out with a skull-crushing finale, which Logan Paul sold for about that long. <laughs> that 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 upset me. I was I was pretty fucking salty. I was like, dude, he ain't even out of the fucking ring yet, and you're getting up. What are you fucking doing? Yeah, 
He's probably gonna go over that. I'd hope. Please, <laughs> I'd hope. Um, dude, I I befuddling. Yeah, I I liked it, but I don't know that I liked it for the right reasons. I I is it a face turn? It. For who, Miz? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's a face turn for Logan Paul. I think that comes summer happen. I <laughs> that can't happen. I think comes SummerSlam we do Miz and Logan Paul and Logan Paul is somehow the face. That match can't happen. I agree. They're going to try like uh anyway, um Stephanie Man came out I did like this match. Dudes. Um uh, I had more ads. Uh there's a Young Rock trailer which I didn't know was a thing. You never heard of the show? No. <laughs> I think I watched uh, half of the first episode, and I was mm. like, yeah, like, which is frustrating because it seems like something that I would absolutely love, but like, it's just such a, and I love The Rock, I I do, yeah. but that whole show is just such a, we're just gonna jerk The Rock off thing, where I'm like, <laughs> you don't need to do this, Yeah. like, yeah. if there's anyone in the world that doesn't need a... a a fucking public jerk off. It's Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He's huge. He's fast. He he has a cubic acre of money. <laughs> He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. That's legit. Like, yeah. We I don't need to watch a show that's just a fucking fluff piece for the fucking guy. I'm sorry, I don't like. So yeah, whatever. I'm not a big TV show guy anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. A lot of a lot of them aren't good. Yeah. H- HBO does TV series correctly, and that's. What, a cable or a streaming service at this point? It's not even TV. I don't know. Their whole fucking ad, or their whole campaign used to be, it's not TV, it's HBO. Um, I just realized this whole time I've been, like, off to the side, and I hope that doesn't show very well. Yeah, I think you'll be alright. After this, we got Becky versus Bianca. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people love this match. A lot of people are saying it. Um, (laughs) Huge match. Uh... I heard some people say it was their match of the weekend. Um, a couple things here for me. I hate heel Becky Lynch. And they are just dedicated to this. And that crowd, they they do not want to boo that woman. Yeah. Even here, they don't want to fucking boo her. So I don't know why we're doing that. Um, I don't know. The 3D mannequin head for Becky Lynch on her entrance <laughs> is... Sheer, unadulterated, nightmare fuel. <laughs> it is awful. Um, yeah. So, I liked Becky's entrance. I liked the look on this. I thought she was doing a little Lady Gaga thing, but there's more to it than that. I did not like the first half to two-thirds of this match. Okay. The back third so, or whatever, I thought was great. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I like Becky Lynch. I think she's a great character. I think she's a great brawler. Her trying to do athletic shit needs to fucking stop. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, she almost landed on her own face doing a moonsault, which... I can't do a moonsault. I'm not judging you for not being able to do one. But you know what? I don't fucking do one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she attempted to do the Molly go round, which somebody had to point out to me that she did it at the at the Rumble. 
And she basically did a front flip capo kick and caught Bianca directly in the fucking eye. Oh, yeah. Big and it's time. like, if you can't do this, then just don't. Like, nobody is sitting here being like, we need high flyer Becky Lynch. Yeah. Like... I know what you mean, yep. It made me think of a line from um, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, where this guy is a driving instructor, and (laughs) the car, like, screeches into the shot, like, up against the curb, and some woman gets out, and he's just like... Or doesn't even get out, but he's like, No! No, I'm not passing you! You don't get your license! I'm sorry to tell you this, but ma'am, you can't drive. You can't merge. You can't turn. You can't signal. You can't accelerate or brake correctly. Now me, I can't swim, but I keep my black ass out the pool, which is unbelievably funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking love it. It's so fucking good. And when I'm watching this match here, when Becky's trying to do these fucking flips and shit, that's the first thing that comes to my mind where I'm like, don't. <laughs> Just fucking, she yeah. doesn't need it. Yeah. She's one of those overacts on the entire company. Like mm-hmm. I I actually really liked the build. The build this. I thought was good. And the video package was really good. That was great. I actually really liked that. I don't think it was on purpose, but I, I think that the build was good. You don't okay. I, I think they fucked up at SummerSlam and then now they were like, Oh wait, what if we actually pay that back? Okay. I I refuse to believe that if you go back to SummerSlam they're like Hey, Bianca, you're going to get crushed here, but we're going to give you your moment at SummerSlam. I'm, I don't believe that. Okay, yeah. I'm that's glad probably, that I'm, That's probably fair, actually. I'm glad that they did this. Yeah. Because otherwise, Bianca would have been dead in the water. I love Bianca. Yes. She's Be- so good. Middle rope 450. Amazing. Like, she's, undeni- like, she's undeniably a star. Yeah. Um, there was... An awesome late kick out in this match that I absolutely bought. I don't remember what it was on, but I remember noting it. Um, The uh, count out falsy was. I bought that. Perfect. I bought that. Because Bianca didn't move until like eight. Yeah. And part of the reason that I bought it, and I guess in this instance, the shit booking of this company kind of worked in their favor, but I straight up was like, yeah, they fucking would end this on a count out. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't like to think that way, but I was like, yeah, don't put it past them. They'll mm. be like, no, no, let it play out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh, but Bianca gets the win here. Great finishing sequence. Yes, yes. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. If this match had been like five or six minutes shorter, I think I would have really been up on it. Okay. Yeah, I can see And it's that. not long. Yeah. But the first bit of it just felt long. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that. Uh, we moving on? You got more? Yes, we okay. are. Next up, Rollins versus Perry Saturn? <laughs> I don't know. I wrote that down. I thought it was funny. Rollins um, versus Vacant. Yeah. Um. So my first note on this just says, the build for this has been stupid. Okay, yeah, probably. But also, again, news comes out, your sources tell you things. This was not the original plan. Cody's deal was not signed until within a few weeks ago. This was very, very, very last minute. Mm. Which is, honestly, 
not good when you think about like the scope of the company and everything. But whatever, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins. If you wanted to be on Mania, dude, why didn't you just ask me? That's an unbelievably good Vince. But also, what the fuck is wrong with him? I point? don't know. Like, I get it, you're 76, but he literally sounds like he's gargling chicken fat. <laughs> Why do you know what it sounds like to gargle specifically chicken fat? Put a bunch of thighs in the broiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay, and this was a poor kept secret. Like, everyone kind of knew it was going to be Cody, right? Yeah. I had I had no faith in them to actually deliver. Same. I, I thought... Same. I genuinely thought it was going to be, well, everyone's going to think it's Cody, let's make it not Cody. Because they you, love you, doing who that. Who did you think it was going to be? Honestly, possibly Taker. Only okay. because the last because, line okay. of his Hall of Fame thing. Okay, that's fair. You know what I thought? Okay. <laughs> Goldberg. They I would. I straight up thought... It was just going to be Rollins in the ring. Everyone's expecting Cody. They're chanting for it. Goldberg's music hits. He walks through Rollins in like 60 seconds. They absolutely would do something like that. Pretends that they're cheering. Yeah. That's it. They absolutely would have done something like that. I can't believe... I'm I'm still kind of shocked that they didn't. Yeah. Um, Um, However, fuck yeah, it is actually Cody. Um, so, with the gear and the theme song and the entrance, yeah, for, by and large the entrance, that he has used for the past several years at AEW. Yeah. So I have a note here, because I'm very curious what your take on this is, because there's so much discourse about it. Let's talk Cody Rhodes. Okay. Your thoughts on this, because it is a big thing for him to to go to the WWE here. I'm usually largely indifferent to Cody Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. He's in some matches that I like, but I, it, I'm never like I'm not like a Cody Rhodes guy. However, the jump was surprising right. because of we've I actually talked we have actually talked about on the past here right the uh, just the idea of him jumping being shocking because of his involvement with AEW right. Um, so I was pretty hyped for this when I found out that it was going to be Cody Rhodes, and I do think he's really good. Right. I, I do think he is good. He's just not one that I seek out to watch. Sure. Um, so the idea of Rollins and Rhodes, I was like, yeah, give it to me. Absolutely. Love it. I, I like Cody. I enjoy his work. We've put over a lot of his matches even on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, his match that he had with Dustin at one of the earlier AEW shows is incredible. Yeah. To me, that's the best match he's had. And it's fantastic. Okay. I've never thought that he's bad. I part of me thinks that the fascinating thing about Cody isn't his him or his work. It's the journey that he's been on and that's yeah. what people get divisive about. I think that the Okay, so when he left WWE phone went off several times. An old theme returned. Oh my oh, yes. god, Connor, Jesus. stop. Um when he left, right, and the picture of the list came out and, like, that went viral and all this other shit, right? Yeah. I think that part of the thing about Cody that's fascinating to me is, at that point, he was viewed as this guy who was very good, but was underutilized and held down by the machine. Yeah. Now he's out and he's free. And he went out and he killed it. He was immensely successful elsewhere. 
And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, you're not held down anymore. And he had just gotten to a point, whether it was creatively, in-ring, whatever, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So now, I think that the interesting thing is, oh, you're going back to the machine. Now, do they capitalize and say, this is a ready-made star? Like, no. And do something (laughs) with him or not? And I have I have no faith in them too. I don't. I have no faith in them whatsoever. Financially speaking, he's done the right thing. He I, was not valued at a certain point. He left, made himself more valuable, and went back for a higher payday. Nothing is wrong with that. Nobody can tell me anything is wrong with that. I'm sorry, you you can't. If option A offers you ten dollars and option B offers you fifteen you go with B. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially because he's a guy that's like made his money. He, Cody Rhodes could retire today. And be and fine. live comfortably for all of his days. Yeah. So there's got to be a reason that he's doing this. You know what uh, insane theory I thought uh, would happen? Go. I thought because the Raw after Mania is when stuff, momentous stuff happens. Right. Right. I thought that he was going to, whether it be answer an open challenge or or challenge Ricochet himself, the IC champion, and he was going to like have an awesome match and right. then win the IC belt, elevate that, <laughs> bring back the old design, sure. because I would love that, and that would be his starting point. Yeah. Like, walk in on day two, you're here, yeah. you're a champion. I thought that would have been a great place to start. That's something. And uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what do you think of this match? I actually liked this one. I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Um, Some pretty wild stuff in it. Yeah. Avalanche yeah. reverse suplex. Woof. Yeah, like... Cody kicking out of the pedigree. Yeah. Love it. Very funny. Good stuff. He, at one point, does the stardust... The little taunt, yep. yeah, which is also funny. Like, I thought it was uh, good. It was a little it, bit long. It it was too long, and I felt like the the winner was never in doubt. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I have like no faith in this company to do the shit that's correct, you know, from the fans' perspective, yeah. Even I was sitting here like, they will not bring him back and do all of this horse shit and then have him lose his first night out. Yeah, he, yeah. They. Why? You know what I mean? You're now you're paying him and you're devaluing him, which they've done to people before. But I was like, not, eh, not that, not on this one. Like, yeah. And it's like it doesn't hurt Rollins. He's going to be there for fucking ever. Yeah, he's got a he, career at this. He's going to be on TV yeah. every fucking week, going ha ha ha, and claiming that being annoying is a personality. But like, ha ha ha. Yes. Tell me what you are. Um, I laugh. After that, it was Hall of Fame time. Oh yeah, I like I liked it. I mean, I understood why it was f- eternal. <laughs> I didn't watch the Hall of Fame this year, and I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I didn't watch the actual Hall of Fame. I did see some clips on Twitter of Scott Steiner being Scott Steiner. Yeah, and then they played some of it in the video package, which I saw a couple times. Right, and then they gave. Take her a big like play his theme music yeah. and walks and looks at the audience one last time. I'm like, right. that's this is cool that they gave him this. Oh, good for him. And then they did it again on night two. I was like, they what sure the did. Fuck. Same people. <laughs> like, god damn it. 
Um, after that, mm-hmm. we got Charlotte v. Rhonda. This video package was actually kind of good. And so that bothers me to say. <laughs> I maybe I, I need to go back and rewatch the video package because I I genuinely I don't remember. I'm sure it was, but my first note on this match, in in all caps and riddled with punctuation, I do not care. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. Which is which is deeply frustrating for me because I should, like. I, I know Ronda Rousey is a polarizing figure for a, a litany of reasons. Yep. I'm a fan. Yeah. And I think that, like, when it comes to the actual business of professional wrestling, you you can't argue her importance. That that women's main event a couple years ago at Mania, if Ronda's not involved, that doesn't happen. I agree. I don't think anyone can disagree. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, a, she's a star that transcends the business. Transcends... Transcends. Thank you. Transcends. This And, you know, and I, I've i liked her matches. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention to this one. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I wish I'd give a more honest <laughs> review, but I really didn't. Yeah. I have a yeah. note here that just says, on paper, Charlotte is everything that I should want in a women's wrestler. Like, when I started thinking about, like, what do I look for in women's wrestling, Charlotte ticks all the fucking boxes. And they have just booked her in such a way and promoted her in such a way where I'm like, I, I just don't care. Yeah. Her gear sucked this year. N- yeah. Like, yeah. it used to be so good and intricate. It's so plain. Yeah. This it was year. Not I'm like, good. what are you we doing? What are you we doing? I've been doing that lately. Inst- uh, my brain wants to say, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I f- tell my brain, no, I want to say, what are we doing? Okay. In the middle of the sentence, when it turns out to, what are we, what what are are we, we doing? doing? What, what are, we, are do- we doing? Okay, okay. Okay. I don't know why I do that. Uh, check out this fucking a- Miss Moonsault spot botch thing in this. The huh. spot is, Charlotte's doing the Kota Ibushi spot. She goes for the Moonsault, Ronda rolls away. She goes for the standing Moonsault upon landing and hits it, right? Well, for whatever the fuck reason, Charlotte does the moonsault, lands, goes for the standing moonsault, and somehow overshoots her by a fucking four feet. (laughs) Yeah, I did notice that, yes. Uh, Good on Ronda for kicking out early, though. Oh, for sure. She she is good in the ring. She is good. Yeah. And she works the style that makes sense based on, like, who she is, her background, and everything else. Like, that's all there. This just, I don't know. There was just something about this one. Just, I don't know. I, yeah. Whatever. Um, Charlotte at one point was like yelling, nope, nope, wait. Like as a, like, yeah. slow down type, type call. Oh, but I'm okay. like, you're yelling this. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, there was a question mark kick with no reaction. And it bothered me because I love a question mark kick. What's the question mark kick? It's the one where you like fucking so like this, you go down then, on uh, your hands or no no it's like the it's like uh, we're doing a physical demonstration sure on yeah visual medium but he's like standing up oh okay 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 I follow you now yeah um glad you guys at home do too uh <laughs> you, you, sure. if, if you guys at home just google it Charlotte stole my finish on this yeah <laughs> which I don't care about that so Charlotte goes over the boot there's a ref bump there's shenanigans whatever 
the only thing about this match that I found genuinely interesting, this match ended on a move that was not a finisher. How did it end again? I forgot. It's a boot. Oh, yeah. Ronda's arguing with the ref in the corner. Charlotte runs and hits her with a big boot and pins her. Wow. I lost my fucking shit. Like, I love that. I do, yeah. too. But just, I'm like, they never do that. And this is the match where they decided to do that. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This was fine. Like, overall, it was fine. Okay, I'll trust me. you on that. Uh, okay. Now. So, <laughs> yes. this is the um, Stone Cold and KO Show thing. Yes. I loved this video package. Same. So good. I could not believe that it was set to ball with the ball. That's one of my favorite parts. Like, when that started, I straight up said, are we... Because when it started, it's the very, like, low intro to the song. Not not even that. Oh, really? And I was, like, sitting there, and I'm watching it with Megan, and I go... Is this ball with the ball? <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah." And then it was, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, "Holy shit, we're really doing this!" The video is incredible. It's so good. It, it, it's good enough that even in 2022, using that song, I didn't care. I, I, I somehow I, I think it, it helped. It. Yeah, definitely. Because then I started thinking, I was like, "No, ball with the ball would have hit in like '98," which was. In my mind, Austin's peak. So yeah, it give it loosely gives me my way vibes. A little bit, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just that vibe of that type, that tempo, or uh-huh. that like style of music. I don't know what it is, but the video package, fucking rules. There was a, ve- I think there was a very, 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 incredibly narrow window where that sort of rap metal, new, new metal, whatever. Yeah. Delivered, yeah, and then yeah. there's the rest of the window and time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but even one of those, like a bad type of that song, it's perfect to a wrestling. video package. Yeah, yeah it's, it's perfect, perfect for wrestling. Yeah, the song um, could be bad, but yo, for a video package, dude, there's it so ruin. many of those. Yeah, especially yeah. like like for pay per views and shit. Um, so before we get into this, I I want to point out just a couple of quick things here. Is it that Stone Cold uses best theme here? No, I, I love the theme here. Yeah, it's the best one. This is what it should have been. This is what people wanted it to be. Because no one likes Disturbed. That's not true. And you know it's not, you motherfucker. <laughs> you fucker of mothers. Uh, Okay, so here's the thing I want to talk about. One, it when it came out that this was going on last, I was like, huh. Because I it's promoted announced as just the KO show. Yes. So I was like, we're closing Mania on a segment? I knew there would be some physicality. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. We, all, we all knew that going into this, but I was like, wow, okay. Bizarre for it to be a segment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it leaks that the reason that they put it on last was because they were concerned that once the crowd saw Austin, they would leave. And that's I was probably like, fair. I Honestly. Think, I think that is fair. I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's not fair, but it's it's accurate. That's what I meant to say. Yep. So, okay. This is going to sound like I'm being biased here, and I'm truly not. I'm being very objective. 
because we've talked about the attitude error on this show a lot, and -hmm. I've always brought up how over it was, right? Even when it was bad. I'm not to say any of it holds up. You know, there's so much of it I cannot defend. But I've always talked about how over it is. The fact that Austin's last match was 19 years ago, and like I said, his in my mind his peak was in 98. Yeah, and he is still so over and so beloved that they have to put him on last for fear that the people will leave. Yeah, I think does back up the the attitude era was just over argument. Yes, like, and it's also again I'm never going to get on the current product. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. The fact that in that time we haven't built anyone, not one anyone. guy. If if this was a one night show. Brock and Roman go on before this. Yeah. Not a doubt in my fucking mind. I guarantee you. And I think that people widely like Brock Lesnar more, but it's the Brock and Roman pairing that... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm so glad that you said that, because that was going to be my next point, and I'm so glad that we're in tune with that. Because I'm like... But the, the most frustrating part is the potential to build a star to that level now. Yeah! And here's the thing. Okay, 19 years, right? Since his last match, okay? So we're in 2022, so in 10 is 20, 32, 20, 40? Where am I looking at 19 years from now? Uh, ni- 19 years from now? Yeah. 2032 is 10. That'd be 20... 2041? 41, yeah. In 2000- Why are you asking me to do math right I'm now? So, I'm so sorry. I, I can't. I'm what so- I'm saying is... <laughs> Can you imagine in 2041 mm-hmm. that the main event of WrestleMania is a segment between Who Cares Who and Roman Reigns? That'd be crazy. Like, the, in tw- in that time, they haven't made anybody. And they have to be like, let's dust off the old Samoan, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, God. It's wild. I'm Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about this. I loved it. I, I, loved, I, I let, loved everything. Let's talk about the segment first. Yes, I loved it. Same. Bat in a thousand. It's so good. It's so simple. Um, Kevin Owens is so goddamn good. He really is. He's just... And you can't help but feel happy for him in this. Yeah. Because it's, Which, it's yeah. established that like this is his guy. Yeah. Uh, he learned... He started initially teaching himself English by watching Raw and okay. repeating what like JR and even Lawler and anybody that was getting interviewed would say. That's awesome. He that's how he started to learn English. It's also crazy to think that English is his second language. Yeah. He's so he's he's fantastic. Just uh it, And then okay. Huge pop for Stone Cold, of course. Gigantic pop for Just Stone Cold. Just unbelievable. And we knew there was going to be some physicality. We knew that going yeah. in. But when he came out with knee braces, yep. boots, and wrist tape, yep. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck the, yes. The knee braces, I was like, okay. I feel like he probably has to wear those to live. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he brought back the fucking jorts. God yep. damn it. <laughs> We'll get to that in just a second because they're, they're they're my my complaints here are so minuscule. But yeah, um, 
they do the segment, they do the back and forth promo. It's fantastic. Kevin Owens holds his own on the mic against Austin, which is yes, a gigantic compliment to him. Mm-hmm. Throws out the challenge. I want to fight. Enormous reaction from the crowd. Great self. Stone Cold sell. Yeah, he's so good at selling non-verbally. And and like the whole time, because Kevin Owens has a lot more mic time uh-huh. than Stone Cold. But he, but Stone Cold doesn't need it. No, because he's his facial. The, they're they're on it sells point. the whole story. And and I know that doesn't exactly translate to people. No, in the if they're listening to this, that odds are they've seen the show. Yeah, like, but it's also like one of the things I loved about it was that he's smart enough to do those facials and have those cells and those reactions to the camera, so he's actually looking away from Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. But he knows this is the camera, this is the footage, this is the shot, this is the moment. This is f- not for the people in the first couple front rows that are going to be like, why aren't you looking at that guy, which none of them are. This for everybody that's watching. Yeah. He's a fucking perfect television professional wrestler. Definitely. Um, throws out the challenge, let's have a match, enormous reaction. Uh, he starts to say, get me a goddamn ref, and then stops himself. Because, give me a guy! Give me a ref! That's not a good Austin. I don't know what my voice was there. Yeah. Um, but first he says, if you want to see Stone Cold open up a can of whoop-ass on Kevin Owens, give me a hell yeah! Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets in the, here in about five seconds, you're going to have 70,000 people calling you an asshole. They bring that back. I love which it. I, was like, I love it. Bring it back, man. Um, so then we get this match. No holds barred. Unadvertised. Unadvertised, unannounced, and technically unpromoted. Unbelievable. I kind of appreciate that they did that. Yeah. Part of me is like, okay, I'll, I'll, I appreciate it. Because, like, y'all know you're going to sell a lot of tickets based on Austin being there. Yeah. You could have said we're going to have a match and maybe sold more. But for whatever reason, didn't. Um, I love it. I want to throw one thing out real quick. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. I said, I don't want to see Steve Austin have a match in a t-shirt. Yes, you did say that. It bothered me only slightly that he did not take that fucking shirt off. Mm -hmm. I know you said you didn't want to see him work in the jorts. That doesn't bother me as much. I think that if he had come out in gear... It would have been a full giveaway that we're getting the match. I know he came out well, in the boots. I, said, I, I know he came out that, in the wrist tape. Yeah. When I said that, the only thing we had was a rumor that Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens right. was happening. Right. So it was at that point rumored as a match. So that's why I said that. But I do agree. And the George thing doesn't bother me that much. I just think they're dumb. As it was happening, it didn't bother me either. I would have rather him in gear, sure. But like to me, I was like, I know we're trying to kind of make this make sense. I wish he had taken the shirt off and had a like at least the vest underneath or something. If that would have been amazing. If he, wanted to, yeah. if he wanted to cover up a little bit, but like, I don't think of, he needed to. The I don't think he, he's like he's still he's in great pushing shape. sixty. I think like he yeah. looks awesome. Um, he's huge and fast. So they start having this match. Uh, I there was a split second at the beginning. Where I was like, oh no, because like he goes to do the mud hole stomp. Yeah, and it's the thing where I'm like, bro, your knees have been trashed forever. And you're old now, and it was just, it wasn't quite what it was. And I was like, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. And then past that, I was on board. Yeah, yeah. Punches are still 
as mid as they were. <laughs> um, just he, are we, can we talk about this this spot? Which one? The fucking suplex. I don't know. On the concrete. That's one of the goddamnedest things. That Stone Cold took. Like, unbelievable to me. Like, but even before we get to that, they're on the outside. That broke Kurt Angle's tailbone Austin, in 01. Austin, at one point on the outside, gives Kevin Owens a clothesline, and he turns inside out on it on the fucking floor. Yeah, but then they that. go over the barricade to the concrete. And Austin takes that fucking suplex onto the concrete. And I was like, I literally was just sitting there watching it, and it was like, Austin just took a suplex on the concrete, and there was no reaction. Like, even Meg was like, what? I was like, yeah. What the fuck? Like, I would have lost my fucking mind if I was live. I would not do... I lost my mind at... I wouldn't do that now. Yeah. And I'm, I wouldn't. I'm 20 years younger than him and have at no point suffered a broken neck. Yeah? Like, fucking A. They they brawl all over, they go up the ramp, they go up the ramp on the four-wheeler, which, which was, which very, was funny. very funny to me. It was. Um, also, Kevin Owens being unable to start the thing, being the setup for it, very was funny. hilarious. Very funny. Uh, you push the button, Kev. What are you doing? Um, that was funny. They go up there. Austin suplexes him a couple of times on the ramp, which he's still then taking a bump on that fucking thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's still going down. Um, he does it to the second, to the other side too. Yeah, that's what. He yeah, did it he twice. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we get back in the ring. There's a fantastic false finish where Owens hits the stunner. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. I'm not going to lie, I bought it. I did too. I I think that whole building bought it. it. And in that split second, I was like, I know this company doesn't care about making stars. But what more could you do? You beat Austin in his comeback match in Texas with his own move. Like... If if they had done that, which I don't think they should have, I, I think that would have been the wrong call. But if they had, Kevin Owens is a top guy for eternity. I think they should have. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I absolutely think Kevin Owens should have won this. I mean, I can't... I, I can see both sides of it. And we talked about this in the past on here where you are kind of painting yourself into a corner with this match. Yeah. But... I, I loved it. Yeah. It, to me, I, did, this, I did like this match a lot. I was just kind of like, wow, I would not have done that in a million years. This was just a, for me, this was just a good, a good dose of nostalgia. Yeah, because Stone Cold actually, like, I was afraid it was going to be fucking not good. Yeah. Like, slow and sad. Same. But... I think he delivered. They kept a pretty good pace. Yeah. Like, it's not what I would have called fast, but it's also nowhere near slow. Yeah. it. I, he delivered. Hits the stunner. Finish. Everyone's happy. The amount of beer in this, too. He... Do, I think he was literally just trying to get the biggest beer bash that he's ever done. Probably. I guarantee you Which that's is all great. he was doing. That should have been. Um, I am going <laughs> to... At one point, he throws a mic. 
mm-hmm. so fucking high. <laughs> I don't think it's ever come down. Or it beamed someone in the head. Uh, okay, I wrote this down. Somebody had to have been celebrating with him afterwards, and I can't remember who. Byron Saxton? That's it, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe that was night two. No, it was here. Because I wrote down the new wrestling trope, and it's not even a new one. It's always been this way. Don't drink beers with Austin. Dude, yeah. I love it, though. The the moment that he's like, you "You want a beer? Don't do it. You cannot drink a beer with Austin. You cannot powerbomb Billy Kidman. You cannot run at Samoa Joe in the corner. You cannot run at JBL in the corner. (laughs) Don't don't go for the sticker splash on JBL. That's what it is. Uh, Fucking... Before Austin Aries decided to control his own narrative, don't put Austin Aries in a head scissors. Um, <laughs> what? He used to always do the spot where he would do the headlock takeover. The guy puts him in the head scissors. He would headstand out dropkick. Hmm. That was okay. like his fucking spot. Which I always kind of thought was stupid because it's dependent on the other guy doing something to you initially. Yeah. But whatever. Um, and now he is a fucking complete piece of shit. Yep. And I'll say that here. Uh, Dan Healy... Uh, what? This is a real name. Oh no! That's right. That's unfortunate. He's named after shoes with heels and wheels. <laughs> hey, no slander about Heelys, dude. Do you have Heelys? I did. I never had a pair. How were I loved they? them? Yeah. I loved them. And then I fell on my face very hard. <laughs> I was about to ask, were they as cool and easy and awesome as the commercials made them out to be? They were pretty easy to use. Yeah, but the problem is roads. Don't like them. <laughs> well, they're not smooth. It's asshole. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know that until I fell very hard. I'll show you the video after this. Do you remember when Razor scooters got hot for a bit? See, I'm a big scooter guy. Yeah? Still. I'd, okay. do, I'd do a scooter. Like, I remember what when they were... What does that were, mean? <laughs> they were, I, I don't know. Uh, I remember when they were pushing those as being like, inline skates and rollerblades are passe. Get a Razor scooter. And I was like <laughs> watching these commercials being like, I don't know about all that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the mania, the wrestling mania. I of night one, I my expectations were exceeded. Same. My my um, expectations were low to mid, and I felt like this was above that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. There's um, some overall, stuff that I would say seek out, mainly Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. I would. I. Yeah. Um. I want to say seek out uh, Logan Paul and the Mysterios. I don't know if yeah. that, that's a seek out match or just watch the highlights. I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an interesting show. But on that note, let's shut this one down. We're going to take have, a break. Yeah, we have another part to record right now. Hope you all are excited for the bonus episode. But for now, we're going to end this episode. Dallas Salad. What are we?